Hello. Shenanigans. Yeah. Last week we said Happy New Year, but we have to say it again because we're recording this on January 1st. That's right. So Happy New Year, guys. Happy New Year. And Happy New Year to you, Swaz. Happy New Year to you, Joseph. Thank you. Thank you. So, yeah, if you're listening to this on Monday... We we're just recording this just yesterday, and it's because we live life on the edge. We sure do, uh, and also that means that this is going to have to go up unedited. So, oh god, hopefully we won't fuck <laughs> it up. Uh, but if we good, do, good, good, good. what then are you going to do? Hear it. And you won't know the difference between if the edited ones. Exactly, <laughs> Egg, exactly. How was your New Year's? What'd you do? It was good. Not a not a damn thing. Uh, Pete had to work, which mm. was very unfortunate um and of course around nine o'clock i was exhausted and wanted nothing more than to go to bed but the child would not let me um so we compromised and like at 11 30 we got in bed and then pete fate facetimed us uh and we did the countdown together and then i went to sleep <laughs> that's lovely so it was great what'd you do um well joe a couple of joe's friends had a party i wouldn't really call it a party they had like a dinner thing okay that we went over to there like at 6 30 and we were just there for about 45 minutes and then cassandra uh oh, yeah. was hosting a small intimate group at a restaurant in birmingham oh nice to which we were invited um and i we both had a little bit to eat at the first place because mm-hmm. we thought it was just going to be like hey i'll just have a salad or a breadsticks or a soup or something at this other place. Mm-hmm. But we sat down and discovered that it was a fixed five course meal. Oh, oh, okay. And um, the cost of said meal was in the three figures per person. And I was like freaking out. And I mean, not really, but inwardly I was. Um, but Cassandra paid for everybody. Okay. Okay. That that whole story just made me so nervous. <laughs> so I was like super full because there was like it started off with this. I guess it was an Italian place. Okay. So I guess the Italians eat lentils and some sort of sausage. Uh-huh. <laughs> a New Year for to, for prosperity going into sure. the coming year. So we started with that, and then there was a soup or salad course, and then there was a pasta course, and oh then there God. was the main dish and then there was dessert uh, wait a minute pasta wasn't the main dish no and the pasta was delicious what was the main dish i had chicken parmesan which was also delicious oh. um so yeah and then we were we were there for like three and a half hours Holy crap. Okay. the food service i mean they weren't slow it just there was so much food right um and then we got home at about 11 40 said happy new year at, n- at noon at, <laughs> at noon. midnight and, <laughs> and then i was in bed at like 1205 nice. but it was it was really a, it was a lovely it was a lovely evening yeah i mean we don't we don't do much we um, normally don't either but usually pete's home and so it was a bummer um so but it was, it was all right was it he had to work because it was a weekend night he had to work. So <clears throat> obviously they need a stage manager because they do shows, but usually someone else can do it. But, you know, um, people that could do it were doing other things. And Pete's gotten out of it a lot. So 
but he's not going to be doing it next year. So if you are employed to go comedy, we're going to be out of town, hopefully, probably because we're moving our Disney trip. So we might, (laughs) but you're saying, cause we're moving. Cause we're moving. (laughs) Um, so we might be in Disney world for new year's. You're going to move it to the Christmas week. We're going to move it to the New Year's. To, yes. To the, well, we'll go after Christmas. Yeah. Between the two. Yeah. It would cause too much turmoil if we went at Christmas time. That sounds real lovely. So we're going to change it to then just because, um, you know, I just got worried. I'm going to call to make physical therapy appointments, but I just got so paranoid that I would still be like this come October. Mm-hmm. I mean, not that January is going to make a big di- If I'm still like this in October, then I'm still going to be like this January. But at that point, it's just like, whatever. I'll just ride around on a rascal and people can judge the fat chick on a rascal. Um, <laughs> but I just wanted to give it a little more time. And also, we hadn't made any payments yet. And it just, we it kind of, I've been neglecting the planning of it. So we're going to move it. Well, that sounds like it. a lovely time to go to Disney. Yeah. So, yeah. Excited about that. Hope that works out. I called my brother at midnight. He did not answer. Mm. He's probably drunk. And I told him, because he said, I'm going to call you. He's like, don't be calling me when it's New Year's where you are. Uh, And I'm like, I'm sorry that I live in the future. (laughs) And you live in the devil's armpit. Sorry about that. Not my fault. Um, So I did call him, left him a message, told him not to call me. And he didn't. Don't you Uh, dare call me. I was like, don't you dare call me at 3 a.m. or 2 a.m. or whatever ungodly time it will be when you finally step into the present <laughs> um so i think i'll call him later today oh listen listen to this lay it on me so my sister-in-law was like hey uh my uh birthday present to william his birthday is in may my birthday present to william is to sneak you out here mm. and i was like oh my god that's so amazing so she bought me well she bought me a uh plane ticket and she sent me the stuff and then they called me was it christmas christmas eve christmas and he said something that led me to believe that he knew and i was like hold on a second i thought this was a surprise they had double crossed me the surprise was really for me because she bought tickets to go see lizzo oh my god for me her and my nieces oh my god when is this happening in may may 20 something oh my god how amazing super excited so uh once again i gotta get on physical therapy because ain't no way i can withstand a concert in my current physical state so gotta get my shit together um well that's nice it gives you something to work towards yeah 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 yeah. how fun but the big news is your trip i need to hear all about it yeah well um so you know uh joe and i went to new york so i gotta back it up a little bit because you know i was in that show at at the williamson which closed on the 23rd Correct. And we left on the 24th. So unfortunately, right. we got hit with a snowstorm on the 22nd. Which, you know, wasn't as bad. It was worse up in Williamston. Oh, that's that's true. That's true. That's true. So I was really hoping that shows were going to get canceled, and they, and they didn't. Mm-hmm. So I had to, I drove up to Williamston Thursday afternoon, and then it started snowing, like, just before the show started. So they ended up putting up me and our friend Danny Cock, Danny C, uh, <laughs> uh, at a motel in Williamston Thursday night because we had two shows on Friday. Right. 
So we both um, stayed the night uh, and both shows on Friday went ahead as planned. And, I, and then I got home at like, you know, 1130 Friday night and our plane was scheduled to leave at eight o'clock Saturday morning. Gross. Absolutely. So I've been gone now for, you know, 30 hours or whatever. Haven't right, packed. Right. You and didn't I'm like, pack beforehand? No. No. Oh my God. Yeah. And then I'm like, is I, is it even going to happen? Like, is the plane, because oh, flights were yeah. all canceled, grounded. So as of, you know, I went to bed around midnight. And then as of at that point, our plane was still showing on time. Sure. So wake up at 4.30. Oh, my God. Joe's like, it's still showing on time. And I'm like, all right. So got Let's up. Let's go. Packed. I can't believe I can't even like, I want to start packing now. Like once I know I'm going somewhere, like I would have had I been home. Yeah, but but see, okay. I'm not going to, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. What's done. It all all worked out. So Vince picked us up at five 30, um, got to the airport. And I'm like, I know when we get to the airport is when they're going to cancel the flight. Mm -hmm, Exactly. But they didn't. And they, they got us out on time which was so crazy to me. We had to wait a little bit while they de-iced the wings. And that had never, I've never been in that situation before. Oh yeah. I was the last time we went to Disney, they had to de-ice and it was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's how it felt too. Um, should we be doing this? If this has to be done? <laughs> yeah. Maybe we should just stay here. Because we left in a major snowstorm when we went there. So yeah. Yeah. That was a little, I was like, okay, it's not that important. So maybe let's just. <laughs> yeah. And I knew like New York was not getting hit with it. So I figured we'd fly in a southerly direction to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we got out on time. We got there early and wow. then we got to the hotel and I was, you know, it was like 1130 in the morning. I was figuring that check-in would be at three o'clock. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'd have to like check our bags and just wander around for four hours. But they were like, clickety clack, your room is ready. You can go right up. <gasps> I oh, know. So we oh got right God. into the room, got settled. That's and then so it was just delicious. shows, 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 shows. So what? Oh, I already know the answer to this. But what was your favorite? How many shows did you see first? We saw 10 shows in six Jesus. days. Oh, my God. Yeah. And how do you get these tickets? You just do the rush line or whatever it's called. We had bought tickets for... I think five shows before we left, like the ones we knew we really wanted to see mm-hmm. because it's like a crazy week in New York and like, sure. things we're going quickly. And the rest I've always wanted to spend Christmas in New York. It's I love it. It's gorgeous. It's so fun. It's pretty. The thing, there were so many people there and it just got exponentially more people as we got closer to New Year's Eve. Oh, for sure. And that was super gross, trying to traverse your way through Times Square. I was going to say, I was going to ask you, how hard is it to leave when it's it was, in preparations for New Year's? Luckily, like our hotel was on 45th Street between Broadway and 6th Avenue. Now, Times Square is at like 45th and Broadway is Times Square. Okay. Like, so luckily we were closer to 6th Avenue. Okay. So we were a little further away from the horribleness of all of it. Okay. But when we wanted to see most of the shows, we had to fight our way through crowds in Times Square to get, because uh, most of the theaters are on the other side of okay. Times Square okay. than what we were. Um, 
10 shows. My God. Okay. So what, and I know the answer to this, but what was your favorite one? Favorite was hands down. Merrily. We roll along. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Daniel. Ahead of, I'm so sorry to. Oh no. Off. Ahead no, no. of into the woods. Well, into the woods. I put it number three. Oh, that is, that's wow. Okay. It was, I was not expecting to love. I just, I love into the woods. Sure. I just, I'm really, really, really familiar with Into the Woods. So, like, the last time sure. I saw it here, like, I was like, oh, and the next scene is this. And then, you know, and so, like, I know it really well. <laughs> so, it kind of takes away. But I was very captivated by this production of Into the okay. Woods. It was real good. All right. Back to Marilyn. Sorry. Yeah. So, Daniel Radcliffe, you just want to put him in your pocket. It's at the New York Theater Workshop, which literally has 10 rows in it. <gasps> really? Yes. And we were in row E center. It's the tiniest little theater. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Jonathan Groff was great. Lindsay Mendez, I adore, was in it. And it turns out that Joe's roommate in college, Jenny Fellner, who is has appeared on Broadway herself. She was in Mamma Mia. She played the oh, wow. main girl in Mamma Mia. Oh, wow. And then she was in Wicked. She played Nessa Rose. Okay. For two years in Wicked. Um, her husband is in Merrily We Roll Along. Oh, nice, nice, nice. So, um, and it turned out that his, Jenny's whole family had come into town and they saw the matinee that day. And then Joe met them for dinner. Cute. Um, and uh, Daniel Radcliffe had given everyone involved with Merrily a gift card to this restaurant. So um, it turns out that Joe's meal was paid for by Daniel Radcliffe. So in a way, they're friends. Uh, exactly. So they're best friends now and they don't know each other. But <laughs> um, but it was so good. I mean, I love that show anyway. Um, Graham Norton was in our row, two seats down <gasps> from us. Oh my God, I love him so much. Um, And it was crazy because I had met uh, Jeff Bobbick. Sorry, Jeff B had gotten our. um, (laughs) This is unedited. So uh, (laughs) too late. Too late. Um, He had bought our tickets for us because he's a member uh, of New York Theater Workshop. And it's just the hottest ticket in town. And um, so I had to meet up with him that day to go to the box office and pick the tickets up because they wouldn't release them to anyone but the person who bought them. Um, sure. And so there was a line already for any possible cancellations. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they were still there when we came back for the show later that night. Just standing there all day long. Oh but my gosh. When Jeff and I had lunch that day, he told me that they had canceled the previous two performances of Merrily on Monday and Tuesday. Um, and then Joe found out when he was at dinner that they had when they had gone away for christmas eve and christmas day they turned the heat off in the theater to save some money and then that ended up freezing the sound equipment jesus so when they came in on monday none of it was working they couldn't (gasps) get it to work oh my god what a nightmare the audience was there was there for like an hour before they're like we just can't get it oh my god okay first of all I'm, okay, I have too many questions to ask, so I won't. But oh my god! Mm-hmm. 
And then they have same thing happened on Tuesday, but on Tuesday they were a little more prepared. And so they couldn't do the show, but then the three stars came out and did a Q and a with the audience for like an hour and a half. Oh, cute. Cause since I mean, they couldn't I see the show. I still want to see their show though. Like. Right. And there's no, like it's sold out. It's just playing for three more weeks. I mean, it's transferring to Broadway oh. probably in the fall. Um, Not cute. But Not yeah, cute. so they were just shit out of luck, but it was really, oh, sucks. really great. We also saw Titanic which is a parody of Titanic. It's a musical (laughs) that uses all Celine Dion songs. That is amazing. And the whole setup is that um, Celine Dion says that she was on the Titanic. And so she narrates the story from her point of view as being on the Titanic. It was so fucking funny. And when we do it, you have to play Molly Brown. I was going to say when I saw when I saw your picture of it, I was like, I almost asked. So, okay. So when are we doing this? Yes. And I have to play Rose's mother. All right. Um, Fine. Sign me up. And Vince has to play Celine Dion. Um, Oh, Oh, shit. Oh, my God. It's so uh, fucking funny. Um, We also saw Kimberly Akimbo, which was lovely and so beautiful. And Bonnie Milligan was in it. And she was so fucking funny. Um, We saw some Like It Hot, which I loved. It was really a good time. We went to Sleep No More, which was my first time there. That was interesting. Uh, we saw Harry Potter, which I did not like. What didn't you like about it? Just the story it, or? Yes, it all hinges on time travel and I hate time travel. Let's talk about this because there's a lot of people who hate time travel. I've come to realize um, there are people that get angry when they're like, what's your favorite movie? And I'm like, back to the future. And they're like, <laughs> like their people have very strong feelings about time travel. Please disclose to me why. Now, listen. I don't have an opinion either way. See, and I and Back to the Future does not bother me. And I think this is the key component, as I will explain. And you will see that what applied to Harry Potter does not apply to Back to the Future. Okay. So my it's hard. Like I get, it's hard to wrap my head around how this all works anyway. Sure. But part of the problem with Harry Potter is that you know it's all set. 20 years after the Harry Potter that we know or whatever. Right. And so Harry's son and Draco Malfoy's son are now at Hogwarts and they become friends, probably boyfriends, but they don't go so far as to say that. Oh, but I wish they would. That's so cute. I know, but it annoys me that they don't because I feel like, Oh, we're leaving it open just in case we don't want to offend anyone. Yeah. That's pussies. So they they get a hold of this time turner and they go back in time to try to it's a whole thing. But anyway, okay, sure. so Draco ends up at this alternate Hogwarts where Dolores Umbridge is like the headmistress. Okay. And so there's a like a a pool on stage. He comes up out of the lake. He's all wet and she's standing there and so then he just sort of resumes his life at this alternative Hogwarts as if he's been there the whole time and then everyone comments about how nice he is now and how he's not such a as much of a dick as he was and i'm like i don't understand that doesn't make sense to me like wouldn't there be then two draco malfoys yes in this alternate universe and i also hate alternate oh, universes oh because okay like if he's yeah. just showing up yeah dro- so there would be two in, because it's di- yeah and he wouldn't just be assuming so the they didn't of clarify between or, an alternate universe or a time travel situation. They sort of just made the two the same thing, which is a common mistake. <laughs> yes. And you see, that's why I, that's why like back to the future works for me. Plus it's really about like 
there there's not really an option for another Marty McFly to be in that universe that he goes back to. You know what I mean? Sure. Right. He's right, not right, born right. Yet. Go, right. 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 So I do like back to the future, but this, I just, it got on my nerves. Plus it was just like, this is really long. And I can't imagine this being two parts and having to do this for seven hours or whatever it is. The effects were still really two parts? cool. No, they've condensed it on okay. the Broadway. So it's just one. It's like three and a half hours long. But fuck all of that. And here's the other thing. People are assholes and it's gotten worse and worse and worse. So everyone's on their fucking phones during the show. Everyone's talking. Everyone's eating popcorn or Starburst or M&Ms or whatever. Like it's a fucking movie? Yeah. Yes. And so the ushers keep having to come down the aisle and shine their lights in the people. Put your phone away. Put your phone away. Put your phone away. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's crazy. So, yeah. Um. All right. From the and I know this is a stupid thing to say because you can't make a judgment on it. But from the things I've seen, from the stories I've read, from the stills I've seen, I'm like, I don't think I would like that. Yeah. Yeah. Just because it was so. And it uh, aside from your feelings on J.K. Rowling, rallying right. the fucker name is. Um, it just looks so far removed from Harry Potter. Do you know what I mean? And not, I don't know. It just, I don't know. It just didn't, it just seemed like sort of a cash cow, if you will. Yeah. I don't, I don't feel like, I just wish it was better. Like for me personally, like mm-hmm. the effects were really cool. And some things were like, how the fuck mm-hmm. did they do that? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. And just one last story real quick. Yes. Um, on our last full day there, which was my birthday on the on Thursday, we saw a strange loop in the afternoon. Um, and the seats were the worst seats we had all week. Um, but afterwards, Joe had another friend in that show from college. So we were waiting around afterwards for him to come out. Mm-hmm. And so while we're waiting for him to come out, there's a woman and a man standing like virtually right next to us mm-hmm. talking. And then Joe's like, is that Bonnie Milligan? And I'm like, Oh my God, it is. So then I'm like, Oh my God, use me. <laughs> I hate to interrupt you, but I love you. I adore you. I saw you in head over heels and, and Kimberly Kimbo. I'm so sorry to interrupt you. I just had to tell you that you are amazing. And she was as nice as could be. Okay. All right. Yeah. I don't like her. Uh- <laughs> I love her. Um, so yeah, and then we saw you to the woods and it was a real, it was a really, really nice trip. It was exactly what the doctor ordered. It was nice to just get away and just get away with Joe. And, um, yeah, it was nice. Went to the new drama bookshop, which is gorgeous. The people there just were all so nice, like people, like workers and stuff. Mm -hmm. So nice. It was really, really great. Amazing. Yeah. That, that, oh, Jesus, what was that? It's the dumb cat. The dumb cat. And now I, I also will say that it's so nice to be back home in your own home. And when you come home from vacation to have those extra couple of days to decompress yes. from your vacation. You need a vacation from your vacation. Exactly. You, you have to. Especially something where it's go, 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 go. Yes. Yeah. 
and you left in haste and it was yes. kind of stressful and you didn't know yes. if you would get there. And so there's a lot of, kind of, there are certain vacations that actually cause a lot of stress in different ways from your normal life. Yeah. So when you get, it just makes you appreciate home. I, some, there are some vacations that I think it's not for the vacation. It's for how much you'll appreciate your home when you come back to it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. It was just so nice to be like just all day Friday. I'm like, Oh, I just want to be home. I just want to be home. I just want to be home. As great as the vacation was, like it mm-hmm. just like I like just the whole mechanics of getting home. Yeah. Like waiting at the airport, getting on the plane. And I pre-boarded. I went with like this the crippled people <laughs> because I pulled like a calf muscle walking through the uh, airport. And nice. I like I told you, I like I said, I think I'm just gonna go on first, which I'm really glad that I did. Um but yeah, it's just it's nice to be back. Um, all right. Well, what? Oh, I watched Glass Onion. Oh, we haven't seen it yet. It, uh, you know, I think it's better than the first. Oh, boy. That's exciting. I mean, the only thing that's missing is Chris Evans in a chunky sweater, but Mm -hmm. I can go back and watch Knives Out for that. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Um, that's Uh, exciting. Yeah. I keep uh, forgetting to watch that. What is her name? We just did... Hidden figures, Jeanette, Jeanette Monet. She, first of all, needs to be in every movie ever made from here on out. There's Oscar buzz surrounding her. Uh, and she deserves it. Obsessed. 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 Um, no, I love this movie. I love it. I love it. I love it. And there's That's a exciting. cute little there's a cute little thing in there that I won't spoil for you. It's very cute. It's very quick. It's very cute, but it's like, oh, I love that. I love that journey for them. Nice. Um, we, on the subject of this, we, um, there were some times like we were able to stream to our hotel TV right from our like phones or iPad. Oh, uh-huh. So Joe had gone on YouTube and Vanity Fair <laughs> now does this thing where they hook celebrities up to a lie detector and they ask them questions. Yes, 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 yes. And yes. so one of them that we watched was Kate Hudson and Janelle Monae were interviewing each other while the other was on the lie detector. Cute. And it was real cute. So cute. I would recommend watching that. Um, I'm sad that Kate Hudson has had work done, though. She's too young. But anyway. She has? Yeah, her eyes are like. I mean, you really emulate your mother is the thing. Whether yeah. you want to or not. Yeah. And God love Goldie, but but, ugh, but leave your face alone. Um uh there's something I was going to say. I I have been binging Brooklyn Nine-Nine. <gasps> oh my god, you've seen it before, right? I haven't made it to the end before. Oh my god, it's I love it so much. And you know what? It's the best show that has been I laugh every episode. I fucking so I'm now into the last episodes. I've never made it this far. I've never made it to this season. So I had no idea that Captain Holt and Kevin break up. Mm-hmm. I sobbed. His, oh. I was just like, if they don't get back to, which I know they're <laughs> going to get back together. It's Brooklyn Nine-Nine. But I was like, no, like just. Oh. Um, so I'm, I really enjoyed that choice that I made. Um. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. I'm really happy. We've started a Dance Moms rewatch. Oh, my God. You know, I don't think I've made it all the way through Dance. I used to watch it back in the day. Oh, yeah. I haven't made it all the way through. I haven't either. So there's like two or three seasons I haven't seen. So Same. And I just, she's such a, 
How many seasons are there? Do you know? Eight. And what season are you on now? One. Oh, you're still on one. Mm-hmm. Um, like you always know that she's an asshole, right? Yeah. But when it becomes very apparent the, that she is actually a terrible fucking person. Yeah. And it is not a character because say what you want about reality shows. A lot of times, most times, these people embrace the character, right? Yeah. That people perceive them as. Yeah. They lean into it, you yep. know? Because it makes good TV. Because it makes good TV. I honestly think she's that person. She's she's that fucking awful. And so once I realized that, it made it hard to watch. Yeah, I don't know if I will. The um whatever cable we had at the hotel, there was a Dance Moms channel. So it was Dance oh Moms 24 hours a day. Oh, my gosh. But they would also just like, there was no rhyme or reason in like the episodes that they would show. Oh, see, I hate that. I do too. It's like, what's the point? So that's what I was like. I want to watch this again from the beginning. I guess I never, I've never seen any of the Jojo Siwa episodes. Um, oh, I made it through Jojo Siwa. And it's funny because I hated her on dance. I was just like, oh, she's so obnoxious. And I hated her for a long time. And then, and Lily was obsessed with her. And then she came out and just other stuff. And I was like, she's a delight. Yeah. She really is a delight. I she's like a real sunshine. But um, I also suspect that she will annoy me while she's on dance moms. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Oh yeah. She's she, yes. Correct. Absolutely. What else? I have some news, not news. I have some metrics since it's now 2023. Oh. Okay. I have some metrics of our past year on this podcast. Interesting. And who's been listening to what and who's not been listening to what? <laughs> Everyone has not been listening. <laughs> All right. So Joe has divided this list up into regular episodes and uh, we pod. <gasps> that reminds me, I have an idea. Don't let me forget. Okay. After you do this, I have an idea. Okay. okay. Um, so our number one most listened to episode in 2022 and of course, these numbers are a little skewed because, like, the ones that we just released are at the bottom of the list. Sure, sure. But um, number one was Betty White. Of course. Number two was Rosie O'Donnell. Interesting. And number three was Diane Keaton. That's cr- okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. Number four. Oh, no. One, two, three. Yes. Number four was our top 15 funniest female-led comedies. Nice. I know. And then number five was Penelope Cruz. All right. Okay. Uh, down at the bottom of this list, of course, the very bottom is Taraji P. Henson. Sure. Um, and then Judy Greer was just above her. Uh, and Martha Plimpton was just above her. Some people don't like Martha. Okay. Okay. And our special 1999 episode was just above that. Wow. All right. Well, but those are all from November and December. Sure. 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 So, sure, sure, sure. um, as far as the wee pods go, uh, I number can't t- stop touching my hair. I apologize. It's no, it's okay. Annoy you. It's annoying myself. So, but I can't stop. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, our number one wee pod, uh, downloaded was what happened? Brittany Murphy. Sure. Number two was Nicole Byer, Big Beautiful Weirdo. Okay. Number three was Amy Schumer, The Leather Special. Okay. Number four was Carol Channing, Larger Than Life. Interesting. I know. And then number five was This Changes Everything. All right. 
And then down at the other end of the scale, the bottom of the barrel, uh, and again, these are all from December and November, glitter. Oh, people uh, are going to get into that, though. Drop Dead Gorgeous. Uh, This time for me, Alexander Billings, and Fortune Feimster. All right. So, yeah. So I thought that was interesting. Um, also, while we're on the subject of glitter, I need to apologize to our French of the North. Um, our glitter episode was recorded very um, much on the fly uh, because of scheduling. So I know that he had expressed interest in having a hand in when we talked about Mariah Carey. But Oh, and listen, that episode, I didn't even listen <laughs> to it. But I, I'm like, ooh, sorry about that, everybody. <laughs> um, oh, but I had an idea. And we don't have to do it. In fact, well, obviously. But I wonder if maybe people could give us their opinion on it. Maybe. If we picked our person and picked our movies and told the people, right? So they could watch the movies before they listened to the episode. Okay. It's just a thought I had. Yeah. So we can pray on it yeah I'm, and I'm and, and have people tell us their opinions we won't you know start next week obviously right but um let us know send us an email tell us on instagram what have you um it's just a, i as i was in the kitchen this morning i just thought you know that might I, I think things would make more sense we wouldn't have to do the spoilers sure sure um so it's just a thought i had yeah, write us uh, with your opinion. Three funny ladies at gmail dot com mm-hmm. dot mm-hmm. biz. <laughs> Don't say dot biz. Dot gmail gov. Biz. <laughs> uh, okay. Or uh, three funny ladies podcast on the Insta. Yeah, slide into those DMs. Let us know. Yeah, and while you're at it, smash that like button. Oh my god. <laughs> Smash that like button. Um, Is there anything yeah. else? I don't think so. How, well, yes. How was your Christmas? I didn't ask you that. It was good. It was. Um, it was good. It was. It was. It has come to my attention that I don't know exactly who listens to this. Um, mm. It. It was good. There were some. Things on Christmas Eve. Do you ever meet a person and go, you are garbage? Yes. Yes. Uh, so we met um, a couple people, and one of them uh, was clearly homophobic, transphobic. Oh. oh. Um, and so I was sitting there like. <laughs> Were they in your place. home? No, no, no. We had met at a separate location. Oh, I'm that's right. It sound like we're the CIA. It was a um, bring your own food party. <laughs> um. So. Uh, also, have you ever met a person and you're just like, you're lying. What yeah, you're oh, telling yeah. me is a lie. Yeah, right 100%. Now. Yeah. And I wasn't even in the conversation. And uh, I was like, you're, you're, you're lying. You're a liar. You're a liar. What you are saying is a lie. Um, so interesting. That was interesting. But it was laid back. It was nice. It was, you know, we're much more laid back. Um, but you know how I feel about Christmas and I'm glad it's over. Um, uh, I think Lily was happy. The children were happy. Um, 
and really that's it's all i care about that the children are happy honestly um and then pete was like let's start buying christmas presents for each other again so how do you feel about that i feel great about that i would love to do that see here's the thing and and i kind of got mad at pete uh he can probably hear me through the wall but he knows He's like, the reason I love Christmas is because I love buying gifts for people. And I stared at him. I was like, but you don't. I do. I'm the one who goes and I buy the gifts and I and I can see how much money we're spending and I can see what bills we can't pay. And so that argument does not hold water, sir. But I understand what he means. I, too, love buying things for people when I see something and I'm like, Joe needs to have that or, you know, like, I do love that. but. We're never in a position where that is an option. Does that make sense? Yes. And Christmas feels like an obligation. And so that takes the joy out of it. Um, so I love the idea of him and I exchanging gifts. Because um, we haven't done it. We've been together 20 years. Can you believe that? That's crazy. Isn't that nuts? Yeah. Um, we've been together 20 years and we've done that. I don't know, five possibly. Um, and, uh, so I'm excited to get back to it, but again, it'll just depend. Do we have the money to do this? Um, so we'll see right now. Christmas is an obligation and I don't like that. Also like the, the, the actual reason for Christmas itself, I, I could give two craps about. That sounds terrible, but like I mean, it's keeping true. Christ in Christmas. Yeah, like I, I'm just like, okay, I don't necessarily believe in Jesus anyway, so right. like this seems, especially if it stresses me out, this whole thing seems hypocritical and like a charade. So, <laughs> so we'll see. We'll we'll see what happens next year. But I'm glad it's over for this year. Yeah, it just all it was weird like it just didn't obviously feel like christmas because it was we were in a sure. hotel room yeah um but then i felt bad because you know like my gift from joe was this trip and like i got him a i just had no time so i got him like a bag to take like a sling you know shoulders mm-hmm, over the mm-hmm. shoulder boulder holder and mm-hmm. um so we were talking to his family on Christmas Day, and one of his nieces asked him what he got for Christmas. He's like, nothing. And I was like, oh, God, I'm terrible. So I've been shopping since we've been home. But I get you. I get you. Yeah. But it's a, yeah. We, you have a whole year to figure it out. So Yes. So and probably not the best idea to move Disney to right after Christmas. <laughs> but we'll that could also be. Children. Listen. This is this is your fucking present. So exactly. you're getting one thing on Christmas Day and you're gonna fucking like it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Glad it's over and now we can enter the long dark winter. Oh, I'm sorry, the long balmy winter because it's fifty degrees again today. Is Seriously, it? it's so crazy. And I've been a little uh I've been a little weirded out about it because when it gets like this. When this weather fluctuates, I, my allergies and my sinuses, and so I have to take my sinus medication. But now I'm also taking a leave every day for my back. Mm. So I'm taking all these drugs. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. and I've done the research, and they don't interact, and supposedly they don't hurt me. But I'm just like, oh, God, it's so much. I'm taking so many things. Yeah. So anyway, 
It's supposed um, to be 62 on Tuesday. Shut your whore mouth. Seriously? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's terrible. Yep. That's that's real bad. Okay. Let's not talk about that. Let's talk about our funny lady. Are we ready? Uh, Yeah. All right. Let's get into Physical. Let's get physical. Physical. That was... My little serenade. Mm-hmm. Um, we are discussing Drew Blythe da- Barrymore. I almost said Darrymore. <laughs> <laughs> she was born February 22nd, 1975. She's obviously an American actress, director, producer, talk show host, and author. Have you watched her talk show? <laughs> A couple of times, yes. And I take it you don't care for it. Uh, it's fine. Well, okay. Not really into talk shows anymore. Um, Ever I since Phil Donahue went off the air, <laughs> yeah, he was my he was my rock, you know. And I just <laughs> was like, if Marlo Thomas's husband can't stick around, well, then what are we doing? What the fuck are we doing? Uh, <laughs> I did watch Phil Donahue every day, oh, but yeah. you know, I wasn't in charge of the TV people. Okay. <laughs> And it always it was, make, makes me think of being homesick from school. Yes, it was part of our regularly scheduled programming. Mm. <laughs> I had no say. Hmm. Um, she received fame as a child actor for her 1982 role in E.T. the Extraterrestrial, following a highly publicized childhood marked by drug and alcohol abuse. She released an autobiography, Little Girl Lost. Uh, and then she starred in a string of successful movies during the 1990s and 2000s. Um, she made her directorial debut uh, for the film Whip It, which I did not see. Um, she is a founder of, uh, of the production company Flower Films. Uh, it has produced several projects in which she has starred. She launched a range of cosmetics under the Flower banner in 2013, which has grown to include lines in makeup, perfume, and eyewear. Uh, her other business ventures include a range of wines and a clothing line because she's a real housewife, apparently. <laughs> um, let's see. She was born in Culver City, California to actor John Drew Barrymore and aspiring actress Jade Barrymore, who was born in a displaced persons camp in Brandenburg, West Germany, to, hum- hmm. uh, to Hungarian World War II refugees. Interesting. Through her father, Barrymore has three older half-siblings, including actor John Blythe Barrymore. There's something about Blythe that makes me want to make Barrymore Darrymore, and I don't know why. Uh, her parents divorced in 1984 when she was nine. Uh, she was born into an acting family, obviously. Uh, let's see. Yeah, they're all actors. Uh, <laughs> her godmothers are actress Sophia Loren oh. and Lee Strasberg's widow, Anna Strasberg. Hmm. Uh, Barrymore described her relationship with the latter as one that would become so important to me as a kid because she was so kind and nurturing. And her godfather is filmmaker Steven Spielberg. Mm. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, Barrymore's first name, Drew, was the maiden name of her paternal great-grandmother, Georgie Drew. Oh, that's a cute name. That's and her so middle cute. name... Life was the surname of the family first used by her great-grandfather, Maurice Barrymore. In her 1991 autobiography, Little Girl Lost, Barrymore recounted early memories of her abusive father 
who left the family when she was six months old. She and her father never had anything resembling a significant relationship and seldom spoke to each other. Fun. Uh, she grew up on Poinsettia Place in West Hollywood until she moved to Sherman Oaks at the age of seven. And her, in her, oh my God, in her 2015 memoir, Wildflower, she says that she talks like a valley girl because she grew up in Sherman Oaks. She moved back to West Hollywood upon being emancipated at age 14. Barrymore attended elementary school at Fountain Day School in West Hollywood and country school. Okay. Uh, in the wake of her sudden stardom, Barrymore endured a notorious troubled childhood. She was a regular God, at Studio 54 as a young girl. So and crazy. Her, uh, that is so fucking weird. And the 80s were an unhinged time. Seriously. Um, Who thought her, that was a good idea? Right. Like, hey, come on in, E.T. girl. Let's <laughs> do coke. Like, what the fuck? Um, uh, da, 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 da. And her nightlife and constant partying became a popular subject with the media. She was placed in rehab at the age of 13. That's so crazy. And spent 18 months in an institution for the mentally ill. 18 months? Yes. Wow. A suicide attempt at 14 put her back in rehab, followed by a three-month stay with singer David Crosby and his wife. Okay. Uh, the stay was precipitated, Crosby said, because she needed to be around some people who were more committed to sobriety. Wow. Barrymore described the period in her life in Little Girl Lost after a successful juvenile court uh, petition for emancipation. She moved into Jesus Christ. She moved into her own apartment at the age of 15. That like this. None of this makes any sense to me. And 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 also, like, obviously, her childhood was completely fucked up. But right. the fact that she came out of it, the person that she is now. Yeah, is remarkable. Is fucking remarkable. Because there are, uh, and like, being a child star, I mean, my God. Um, but there are people that have suffered half as much and are just. True. It, just like all of the people around her who enabled this. I don't Trash. really want to say behavior, but like who enabled these circumstances to thrive mm -hmm. in her youth? Like it's, it's really something else. Because I mean, an addiction is a disease, so it's really nobody's fault, but especially a child. Exactly. A ch she had no idea. Nope. Uh, uh, it, oh my gosh. That, it's just crazy. Um, Oh, this is all from Wikipedia. You guys. <laughs> um, uh, Barrymore became a cover girl, cosmetics model, and spokeswoman in 2007. In February 2015, she became one of the faces of CoverGirl alongside Queen Latifah and Taylor Swift. What a weird trio. Um, she emulates the iconic image of Color Girl with her fresh natural beauty and energetic yet authentic spirit. Um, in May 2007, Barrymore was named Ambassador Against Hunger for the United Nations. World Food Program, and later donated $1 million to the cause. Um, as a guest photographer for a magazine series called They Shoot They Shoot New York, she appeared on the cover holding a Pentex K1000 film camera. Cool. Uh, she expressed hopes of exposing her work in a gallery one day, and she had documented the most recent decade of her life with a Pentex camera. 
Uh, Barrymore launched a women's fashion line in 2017 in conjunction with Amazon.com called Dear Drew. Uh, in 1991, Barrymore was engaged to Leland Hayward's gray son, Leland III. No, oh, Leland. Um, the engagement was called off months later. Then she was engaged to Jamie Walters from 1992 to 1993. Remember that, dude? I sure do. The Heights. The Heights. That's what it was. I was like, I know it's one of those shows and I can't remember which. Uh, what was the song? Oh, my God. How do you talk to an angel? How do you talk to an <laughs> Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, Barrymore married Welsh-born Los Angeles bar owner Jeremy Thomas on March 20th, 1994. She filed for divorce from him less than two months later. In late 1990, 1994, Barrymore began dating whole guitarist. <laughs> guitarist. <laughs> oh, my God. Eric Erlinson. Followed by MTV host and comedian Tom Green in 1999. She and Green were engaged in July 2000 and married a year later. Together, they starred in Charlie's Angels and Green's directorial film debut, Freddie Got Fingered. Uh, mm. And then she was like, you suck, and <laughs> filed for divorce. <laughs> she uh, caught on to what the country already knew. She was like, wow, hold on. <laughs> In 2002, she began dating the Strokes drummer Fabrizio Moretti. Uh, shortly after they met at a concert, their relationship ended in January 2007. Then she began dating Justin Long, but they broke up in July 2008. Barrymore and Long later presented themselves as a couple while filming Going the Distance before breaking up again the following year. They presented themselves as a couple. What a what an interesting... Turn of phrase. In early 2011, Barrymore began dating art consultant Will Koppelman, the son of former Chanel COO Ariel Koppelman. The couple announced their engagement in January 2012 and married on June 2nd, 2012. Four days later, the couple's wedding image appeared on the cover of People magazine. They have two two they have two dollars, and that's it. That's their bankrupt. They have two daughters, Olive, which I think is the cutest name. And Frankie. Uh, on April 2nd, 2016, Barrymore and Coupleman released a statement about their separation. On July 15th, 2016, Barrymore officially filed for divorce and was finalized on August 3rd, 2016. In an interview with contactmusic.com in 2003, Barrymore said, Do I like women sexually? Yeah, I do. Totally. I've always considered myself bisexual. I love a woman's body. I think a woman and a woman together are beautiful, just as a man and a woman together are beautiful. Being with a woman is like exploring your own body, but through someone else. Uh, she is the godmother of Frances Bean Cobain, the mm. daughter of Kurt Cobain and Courtney Love. Interesting. This will come as no surprise. She's a vegan. This might be surprising. She convinced Cardi B to be a vegan. Oh, wow. So more meat for me um and that is the personal details of one drew blythe very much drew blythe drew blythe well lovely um all right so here is her career in a painfully large nutshell <laughs> um this is from <laughs> um, <laughs> wikipedia people magazine variety and a magazine called far out <laughs> far out her career began at 11 months old when she appeared at a dog food commercial. She was nipped by her canine co-star. Oh, no. To which she merely laughed 
and she was hired for the job. Um, after her film debut, uh, which was a small role in Altered States, yeah. uh, she then went on to appear as Gertie in a little film called E.T., The Extraterrestrial. Now, I've never heard of this. Is this an indie film? Or? Oh, yeah. You should look for it. It might be hard to find, <laughs> um, but it's pretty good. Um Steven Spielberg, the director, thought that uh, she had the right imagination for the role after she impressed him with a story about her leading a punk rock band in her audition. Uh, E.T. made her one of the most famous child actors of all time. She won a Best Art Young Artist Award for Best Supporting Actress for her work in E.T. And in the eighth season of Saturday Night Live, she became the youngest person to appear as a guest host. Aww. Yeah, and probably went out afterward and did a few rails of cocaine. Yes, I was just going to say. In 1984, she appeared in the uh, Stephen King adaptation Firestarter. And that same year, she played a young girl divorcing her famous parents in Irreconcilable Differences. And she was nominated for her first Golden Globe Award for Best Supporting Actress. Uh, She endured a troubled youth, uh, but continued acting during the rest of the decade of the 80s. She starred in the anthology horror film Cat's Eye, which was also written by Stephen King. Uh, The film received positive reviews, and she was nominated once again for a Young Artist Award, uh, but this time for Best Leading Young Actress. Oh, hello. Her rebelliousness played itself out on screen and in print as she moved into the uh, late 80s, early 90s. Uh, She forged an image as a manipulative teenage seductress Beginning with the movie Poison Ivy, which was a box office failure, but was popular on video and cable. I wonder uh, why. Huh? Dude's jacking to it, probably. Oh, yeah. 100%. She appeared in the Western film Bad Girls. And then uh, she posed nude in the 1995, in um, a, a 1995 issue of Playboy. Not the 1995 issue of Playboy. The one issue it didn't come out yearly. It came out. <laughs> Monthly. Uh, director Steven Spielberg uh, gave her a quilt uh, on her birthday that year with a note that read, cover yourself up. Oh, Steven. And enclosed also were copies of her Playboy pictures, uh, but the pictures had been altered by his art department uh, so that she appeared fully clothed. Oh. Uh, while appearing uh, on the late show with David Letterman uh, at, that same time period she climbed on it, it sound like the show was dead on oh. the late show i was like Wait, uh, david huh? david letterman's late show <laughs> uh she climbed on his desk and flashed her breasts and uh gave him a quick kiss on the cheek as a birthday present uh as the 90s progressed she went on to appear in boys on the side Batman Forever, which we all know is the best Batman movie ever made. Oh, my God. Do not incite (laughs) me on this day. And made a brief but notable appearance (laughs) in Wes Craven's slasher film Scream. And a lot of people thought that was her comeback, which I kind of agree. Yeah, I would agree with that. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I think it has more to do with the fact that who she is and what and really what her name is that Barrymore name for her to do that little part yeah and do it well and do it without any sort of um 
you know what I'm saying. Yeah. I think that's what really sold people on her again. Yeah. Uh, she had read this script for Scream and she was interested in being involved and approached the production team herself asking if there was room for her in the cast. They were quick to take advantage of her unexpected interest and signed her to play the lead role of Sidney Prescott. Oh. However, uh, she had some unexpected commitments pop up. Uh, and so she stepped out of that role and agreed to do um, what we all know now is her role in Scream at the beginning. That's crazy. I know. And what you know been... what? Going back to what I just said, I think it was better for her, that little role. Yeah. Well, yes, I absolutely agree with that as well. Uh, during the 1990s, she reestablished her image and continued to be a highly bankable star. After Scream came The Wedding Singer, Home Fries, Ever After. Uh, she was a voice on all of the other Reindeer animated special. Uh, was nominated for a Primetime Emmy Award for that. Sure. After establishing her flower films, uh, she and her partner produced the company's first film, Never Been Kissed, in which she played an insecure copy editor uh, who poses as a high school student. <laughs> an insecure cop. <laughs> She played an insecure cop. Uh, I didn't see that one. Um, the reviews were mixed, but CNN said there are two words which describe why this film works. Drew Barrymore. Her comedic timing and willingness to go all out in her quest for a laugh combined to make Never Been Kissed a gratifying movie going experience. The film was a commercial success, grossing $84.5 million that year. And she has recently revealed that Josie Geller... Is her favorite film role in her career. Interesting. She has dressed like her for Halloween before, too. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. I think it was recent, like the last five, like in the last five years. That's fun. I love that. As we enter the new millennium, uh, Drew made Charlie's Angels with Cameron Diaz and Lissy Liu. The film was a major box office success. Uh, And from there, she went on to star in Riding in Cars with Boys. Uh, She was in George Clooney's directorial debut, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. She reprised her Charlie's Angels role in Charlie's Angels Full Throttle and starred with Ben Stiller in Duplex. Uh, Flower Films and Happy Madison Productions then teamed up to produce the film 51st Dates. In 2005, she starred in the American remake of Fever Pitch uh, with Jimmy Fallon. Gross. (laughs) and later uh she was in music and lyrics with hugh grant listen i know i shouldn't but i fucking love them i've never seen it oh oh, i almost picked it i I almost did too i had a really hard time picking my movie oh we should have picked that yeah oh i love it. it i love that movie uh that film was a commercial success grossing 145 million dollars in the u.s nope globally um, she then starred in the ensemble comedy He's Just Not That Into You, which is garbage. I because uh, it, it sounds terrible. Oh, it's terrible. She played Edith Bouvier Beale, the daughter of Edith Ewing Bouvier Beale, in the HBO film Great Gardens, which is based on the 1975 documentary film. The television film was a huge success, winning five Primetime Emmy Awards and two Golden Globe Awards. Uh, Rolling Stone writer Peter Travers found Drew to be a, quote, revelation in her role. She was nominated for the Emmy Award 
uh, and she won the Golden Globe Award that year um, for outstanding performance by a female actor in a television movie or miniseries. It is really good, and she is real good in it. Uh, she then starred in her directorial debut film, Whip It, uh, which is about girl, uh, sorry, women, uh, roller derby, filmed in Michigan. Mm-hmm. Um, it was favorably received. Uh, critics agree that her directorial debut has enough charm, energy, and good-natured humor to trans to transcend its many cliches. Okay. Uh, Mindy Kaling at that point in time said to make the transition from actor to director and producer is tough, especially when we're talking about 15, 20 years ago. Sorry. She said this recently. Um, but seeing things like that gives people like me courage that I can do the same thing. In 2010, she started with Justin Long in going the distance. Um, in 2000, Hercules song. What? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Not the Hercules song. In 2014, she appeared in her third movie with Adam Sandler called Blended. Film critic James Barrard. Their friendship, their duo fascinates me so much. It's so crazy that they've been in three movies together. Mm -hmm. Um, Film critic James Berardinelli wrote that as Sandler and Barrymore are concerned, the third time is definitely not the charm. Oh, ooh, twist there at the end. <laughs> ooh, had me going there for a second. <laughs> she and Tony Collette starred in Miss You Already in 2015, which I've never seen because it looks like it's just like it's beaches. She well, then started. Watch it together for, for Tony Collette? Because mm. I've seen that movie. Mm mm. Mm. Okay. Continue. No, I haven't seen it. Okay. I was just trying to think what we did for Tony Clyde. I know we did Muriel's Wedding and mm-hmm. something else. Um, she then started the Netflix comedy series Santa Clarita Diet, in which she was kind of like a zombie. Like eating a flesh eating zombie, not like walking <laughs> through life with no ambition. In twenty because you know zombies have zero ambition. Zombies, they can't get the job done. You know no, what I'm they saying? They can't. You just can't you just rely can't. on a zombie. You can't. <laughs> in 2020, she starred in The Stand-In. And on September 14th, 2020, she launched her daytime talk show, The Drew Barrymore Show. With the show now in season three. And they're doing something different this year. They're Instead of filming one one-hour episode a day, they're filming two 30-minute episodes a day. Which is interesting. Okay. Uh, Barrymore makes it look effortless to shift from producer to on-air talent to entrepreneur. Her flower home and flower beauty lines are available at Walmart. Uh, But the juggle leaves precious few free hours. Most nights, she says, I just want to be home with the kids. Balance is an art she has not yet mastered. I've never had balance, she says. I'm like a wrecking ball of a pendulum. Agony, ecstasy. Heavier, thinner. Happier, totally depressed. Working my ass off, completely lost and broken, not knowing what I'm doing. Balance is an elusive bitch that haunts me. I would love to find that in my 50s, she says. On March 11th, 2021, she announced that she is taking an indefinite hiatus from acting. She says, I don't want to be someone else right now. I'm figuring my own stuff out. In June 2021, she launched Drew Magazine, a quarterly released lifestyle magazine. And she's written three books, Little Girl Lost, Wildflower, and Rebel Homemaker. 
and has published a book of her photographs called Find It in Everything. Hmm. All right. And what was your choice for the week? My choice was Ever After. Finally. Finally. Uh, Ever After, known in promotional material as Ever After, a Cinderella story, is a 1998 American romantic period drama film inspired by the Charles Perrault fairy tale Cinderella. It is directed by Andy Tennant and stars Drew Barrymore, Angelica Houston, DeGray Scott, Jean Moreau, Megan Dodds, Melanie Linsky. What a beautiful surprise. I love her. I do too. Um... The film removes the pantomime and supernatural elements that are commonly associated with the Cinderella tale and instead treats the story as historical fiction, setting it in Renaissance-era France, which, if you watch the movie, you won't know that. You won't. Um, You'll think they're right in London. Correct. It is considered to be a modern post-feminist interpretation of the fairy tale. Ever After was well-received by critics and was a box office success. So how did you feel about this film? You have to tell me. Oh, that's right. I, I don't think you liked it. I hated it. Yeah. Yeah. Did you hate it? I did. Wow. I did. I did. Um, so yeah, didn't realize they were in France. Yeah, nope, not not at all. And here's the thing. So Entertainment Weekly just this year uh released a list of the best Cinderella adaptations ranked. Oh, okay. And this is number one. Shut your front door mouth. I will not shut <laughs> either door mouth. Yeah, it's number what? one. Okay, so, okay. Okay. <clears throat> My main problem. So, I don't realize it's in France, right? So, I'm sitting here going, okay, how do I feel about her British accent? I don't feel great about it. Right, as you shouldn't. But I don't want to you know hurt her or anything she's no kevin costner when it comes to british accents um by the way there is a robin hood men in tight nope she's robin hood prince of thieves (laughs) connection in this movie as well oh the 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 servant that she buys back Uh from the king is his is robin hood's servant in robin hood the one who has his eyes plucked out interesting anyway so i'm sitting here going okay you know what her 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 uh british accent isn't isn't great um we'll let it slide i guess there's nothing we can do about it now what's past is past (laughs) angelica houston is great her accent i thought was great yeah and then they start talking about france and here in france i was like hold 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 the phone they're in france so why the fuck then including the king and queen of france have british accents why is the question why Why? so if this were a british film and they just decided to not go with accents but their own that would make sense correct yes although all british people seem to be able to do any accent you ask them to so i'm sure they would have done a french accent true true, but but if it's a british made film and they just decided not to tackle a different accent that would be understandable right it's not a british film it's an american film there are a lot of british actors in it but what the fuck just don't have her 
just don't have anyone have an accent. Exactly. Just do it like how we speak. Like why? Yeah. Why? Like this movie is set in France, so everyone needs to master or master your British dialect. Why? Yeah, that makes zero fucking sense. No, zero no sense. sense. So when they're talking about France, I'm like, what? Wait, wh- what? Oh, because at first it's the names. And it, you know, my mother is blah, 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 French name. And you're like, what? I don't. Okay. And I was unaware that Cinderella was a French fairy tale, was it? I, I don't know. Exactly. Anyway. Um, so that was, that was weird. That was very strange. Angelica Houston, I thought was amazing. Yes. She plays a great bitch. Um, Melanie Litsky is amazing. She's just adorable. Um, you know, True Bramer was okay. She was okay. She was all right. Yeah. I just, I was so bored. It was a boring. Oh my God. Boring, 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 boring. Like when I started it and it comes up two hours and one minute, I was like, oh, fuck. Right. Exactly. And then it ju- it felt every minute it, of that. Yeah. Every single minute. And you know what else, which is not any fault of Miss Barrymore. This film had the greatest potential for a beautiful soundtrack. And that would have elevated this movie so much. How do you mean? Like what? With like pop music or? No, no, no. Just so, like, okay. Like a so score? It is a, cur- a score. Like it okay. has occurred to me that a lot of my favorite movies hinge a lot on the scoring. Um, One of the reasons, aside from falling in love with Alan Rickman, the reason I love Robin Hood, even though it's a garbage movie, is the music. It has a beautiful score. Beautiful. Um, Back to the Future. Uh, I would love that movie regardless, but I think one of the reasons it means so much to me is the score. Braveheart, the score. Like, music means a lot to me in movies. Uh, and and I just think that this had a great possibility to be... Uh, I mean, it's period... It's, uh, yeah, they just, it was a wasted... It was wasted. Yeah, I agree. It was wasted. I hated... The insertion of Leonardo da Vinci into yeah, the shenanigans. Yeah. Okay. Hi. Got yeah. It. I just thought it was, I, I didn't think it was beautiful to look at. Nope. I didn't think, I mean, the costumes were fine. Like when the, the one Jean Moreau brought out the glass slipper at the beginning, I was like, that does not look like glass to me. I'm like, oh, the heel is glass, I guess. Sure. But yeah, I thought her dress, like her winged thing at the well, end. Why did she have wings? And this is nitpicky, stupid stuff. But like, when you don't like the movie, that kind of stuff bothers you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for me, the number one offense was that I was just so bored. I did not care anything about any of it no. at all. No. And and then it, it, this whole thing, this whole message about you know. um be a better person and blah 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 and then the first thing he does when she find when he finds out that she lied is because she pretends to be a courtier right but she pretends it for a noble reason it's not just to get into his pants okay but anyway they fall in love yada 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 you you won't care i'm just telling you you won't give two shits um 
But just like a white man with all the audacity, he gets so angry. Mm -hmm. And to me, it felt like it negated the whole message that we've spent one and a half hours (laughs) setting up. (laughs) It should have been like, oh, in that moment, it should have been like, oh, my gosh, this even solidifies what we've been saying for an hour and a half that, you know, class doesn't matter. But but no, he he blows up at her. And it's just... (sighs) It, it was, and he is not at all enticing or no, nope. nope. um, d- don't care about him. Nope. Seems like a douche nugget. Yep. Um, yeah, I don't care. Yeah. I didn't bad. care about any of it. I, I don't get the hype, but then again, this movie is old, old, <laughs> right. Um, so I'm sure I would have felt differently in 1998 or at that age or what have you, but watching it, I was just like, and it was the accents. Like you're going to let her do a crappy British accent when they're not even fucking English. I know. It's so weird. That's it was so weird. The most mystifying choice. Yeah. Like it just, I hate that conceit that, Oh, a British accent denotes foreign of any foreign nation. Or it denotes nobility, which I guess kind of is true, but. I'm wondering now if they did that because her voice is so distinct mm. that it was sort of a compromise. Yeah. If she I does. Don't I mean, see that. Yeah. But then again, if you have to make that big of a compromise, maybe she shouldn't be in your movie. Yeah, that too. Um. So anyway, yeah, it was garbage. It was, yeah. it was gross. I hated it. It was not great. It was not great. Not great. Not a good pick, Suze. Way to go. Well, at least you got it out of your system. <laughs> I got it out of my system. <laughs> I never have to think about it. <laughs> you had to be in your bonnet about this movie. I, I really thought, because so many people are just like, oh my God, I love it so much. And yeah, you're all stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, stop it. <laughs> Don't watch it. It's not worth your time. <laughs> There's not even good music to listen to. So anyway, that's my take on that pile of garbage. What movie did you have us watch? I uh, this was very difficult for me, and I I fear I may have chosen the wrong one, but um, <laughs> I chose going the distance from mm-hmm. 2010, mm-hmm. Uh, directed by some lady uh, who has the name of uh, n- I want to say Nanette. It is Nanette Burstein. Uh, and it was released on September 3rd, 2010. You didn't really like this movie. Oh, God. I would have rather listened to the song Going the Distance from Hercules for an hour and a half, <laughs> which I think I've probably done in my life. This was this too was boring and stupid. And <clears throat> this was a bad week for me, man. I No, I didn't like it. You didn't hate it as much. But I did you didn't not. like it. I had a memory of really liking this movie, which is why what ultimately threw me in that direction. Uh uh Um, And I did not like it nearly as much as I remembered liking it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I didn't hate it. I did laugh a few times. Mm -mm. I think I love, I think the two of them are what saved it for me because I just think they have such great chemistry together. They do. If you don't know. So going the distance, uh, they, Drew Barrymore and Justin Long, uh, meet cute at a bar and develop a relationship 
Uh, although she is moving from New York to San Francisco in six weeks time. So they decide to go forward and just have a real cash relationship, which does not work because they end up falling for each other. And they then engage in a long distance. I must say dedication, long distance <laughs> dedication. They call Casey long distance. <laughs> uh, relationship and try to make it work. Uh, and hilarity ensues. Um, well, something ensues. It was never hilarity for me. I did love when he finally went to visit her uh, and surprised her at her job in San Francisco. And uh, he was like, I have a tip for you. And she's like, is it the tip of your penis? He's like, Ooh, no. Yes. Yes, it is. Uh, Yeah. No, they were very cute together. And then he's like, I'm going to give you 20% of my penis. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, that was their chemistry is very cute. It's palpable. It is. It, It is very cute. But the problem is the movie is about, um this conflict of should they do this should they do that is it gonna last so those moments with them are few and far between or they're part of a montage so you don't get to experience yeah, it that's true i didn't think of it in terms of that but you're 100 correct i did love i look i'm just a big sucker for jim gaffigan so that was a treat for me i just love him so much and Christina um, Applegate. Christina Applegate. That was the other thing that bothered me, though, is that Justin Long has two friends in this, and she has a sister. Oh, I but mean, they always do that, and they're always the overbearing wife, type yeah, A, overbearing, yeah, 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 yeah. with the schlub husband. Yeah, 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 so yeah. I did hate that as well. Um, but uh, I will say, first of all, Jay, Jay, there's something about Jason Sudeikis. I, I can't tell you what it is, but there's something. His voice... It, it, it just does something to me. I love him so I very get much. That. I get that. Um, and him and Charlie Day together because they did the uh, horrible bosses. Yeah. Uh, the franchise is a heavy word to use there, but <laughs> universe. Um, <laughs> <laughs> They're in the horrible bosses universe. <laughs> um, and so they have great um comedic chemistry together. Uh. So, yeah, I like, the, yeah, so the Christina Applegate, oh, she's pretty, and she's type A, and she's married to this schlub, and she's, you know, she means well, but she always comes off as a bit, it's like, okay, like, enough. Yeah, and I don't, I don't like Charlie Day. I think it's his voice, primarily, for me. He is, well, he's, uh, he's loud. He's a yeah. screamer. Yeah, I just can't get behind him. I, I, I actually don't necessarily like him one way or the other but him with jason sudeikis cracks me up yeah um so yeah i was really like it was this it was for me it was either this music and lyrics or 50 first dates which i also haven't ever seen and joe loves that movie um and i chose the wrong one should we just go back and do drew more again next week well uh, well i had picked a wee pod but now i'm thinking maybe our wee, co- wee pod could just be watching music and lyrics <laughs> I love it, but I, 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 and I love it with the caveat of it's kind of garbage, mm. but I love it. If that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I love glitter. Uh, so I get it. Right. I mean, also because I love the music in it. See, music is a big thing. I just, mm-hmm. I'm so mad that they didn't have it. They could have had like the sweeping soundtrack, whatever. Get any to do up. it for Christ's sake. Get, I mean, for fuck's sake, what is she doing? <laughs> they left, they just left that on the table. They just, and it was like, hello, hello. Um, however she talks, I don't know. Um, I can help with her accent. Um, and yeah, it was the vocal coach and every, everyone's whispering and just playing the flute. I don't know what I'm saying. Um, 
Um, so, yeah, no, not a good week. Not a good week for a delightful human being, by all accounts. Seriously. So, like, Drew, I'm sorry. E.T. Yeah. For fuck's sake. Although I can't get through E.T. Oh, I love it so much. I No, I, I love it, but I just can't. It ha- it's an emotional trigger for me for some reason, so uh, I can't get through it. Yeah. That and Gremlins. Cry, I cry because that's a thing that people do with those two movies. Um, well, E.T. for sure. Well, E.T. for sure. But I mean, but the movie I would not starts say Gremlins. Not, like, oh, God. <laughs> um, so oh, sorry, Drew. We did you dirty. Huh? We did you dirty. That was another thing in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. They're talking about monsters. And they're like, well, you wouldn't cry at E.T. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you would. You absolutely would. He's a monster. He does. I'm oh, sorry. Andre Brower is the best. Is the best thing ever in yeah. this universe. Yeah. And that. He, oh my god, I love it. It brings me so much joy. It really, really does. Anywho's all. Um. <clears throat> so sorry, Drew. Yeah. Yeah. Basic. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, pod, let's just watch Brooklyn Nine Nine all the time. <laughs> no. Uh, oh no! There we go. Um. So I do have a wee pod. What you got? I got. Oh shit! I just closed the thing that. Okay, hold on. It's um Kathleen Madigan. <gasps> oh oh! My I goodness! Her. I love her. I, so do I, but I got to find the name of it. Cause I just closed the tab that had the name of it. <clears throat> it is on the Netflix. Uh, bothering Jesus. Bothering Jesus. Yes. Love it. I'm all over it. It's on the Netflix. Uh, we're going to watch that. I love her too. Um, so yeah. Did she make her start on, um, last comic standing? That's where I know her from. Okay, that's where I know her from too. But I wasn't sure if she made her start. I mean, I guess all comics would have already been comics before going on true, last true, comic true. standing. Yeah, but I could have sworn she, I knew of her before then. Yeah, I did not until last comic standing. Because I remember watching it, going, "She's a fucking ringer." I don't understand. Anyway, uh, so that's what we're gonna that's what we're gonna watch. Perfect, love it. Yeah, and I'm going to finish Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and then I think I'm going to watch Music and Lyrics, because... I will watch it, too. We'll All check, right. We'll check in next week about it. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Get, we'll right. cleanse our Drew Barrymore palette with it. <laughs> now, listen, it's not it's not Oscar-worthy, okay? Oh, sure, but... but it's yeah. just... And it's Hugh Grant, and... Uh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Watch Glass Onion. Yes. Yes. Yes, ma'am. I will report uh, back. Before next week. God damn it. All right. I want to. I want to hear about it. All right. Um. And yeah, that's 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 all we got for you, guys. All right. Thanks. Well, happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. We'll see you next week. All right. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.